Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hello, I'm David Marsden from the Evening Standard. Follow the leader or hit subscribe, and you'll get our news, analysis, and commentary every day at 4pm. Give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts too. Now, from the Evening Standard in London... This is the leader. As the saying goes, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, and the installation of the tree at Trafalgar Square is a big part of that. But there's something missing, and it's not the decorations that will be added later. It's the people. London, like other cities, is much quieter than it should be at this time of year. Even with lockdown being lifted, there are fears the shoppers are not coming back, the office parties aren't happening, people aren't meeting friends in the pub for a festive drink and a holiday catch-up. Some might not feel safe, some don't know what the rules are. For example, what's a substantial meal? Could it be a Scotch egg? I I think a Scotch egg probably would count as a substantial meal if there were table service. Environment Secretary George Eustace speaking to Nick Ferrari on LBC there. And it's important because in Tier 2, to get a drink, you have to have a substantial meal. Our Deputy Political Editor Nicholas Cecil's here. Nicholas, it's the Scotch Egg government policy now. Well, it's not entirely clear because when Downing Street were asked about that, they were very reticent to make a judgment on it. George Eustace is one of the more straight-talking and usually a very safe pair of hands uh, among cabinet ministers. Um, And he was quite clear when asked about this on LBC. He said, I think a Scotch egg probably would count as a substantial meal if there were table service, and often that might be as a starter. So that's basically where the the situation is at the moment, is it looks like you can have a Scotch egg and a pint. So it's not... Very clear, is it, Nicholas? But one thing that is becoming clearer is the situation with coronavirus itself in the capital. We've had the latest figures out now, and they're encouraging, aren't they? Yes, certainly. If you look at the confirmed cases in London, there's now a very clear pattern that the number of cases are falling. The the latest figures show that they're down in 30 out of 32 boroughs, and down by at least 20% in 22 of these boroughs. Also, it's very interesting, if you look at central London, which is so crucial for the economy of the UK, there the numbers are getting really lower and lower. For example, Westminster has just gone below the rate of 100 new cases per 100,000 population in a week. This was a level that was used previously uh, as a threshold for moving areas from Tier 1 to Tier 2. Now, 
Westminster and other parts of central London are heading towards that area or just below it, there's no suggestion that London is going to be put in tier one at the moment, far from it. Um, but it just shows you that the, the battle is slowly being won, that the virus is being put on the retreat by Londoners following social distancing rules, staying at home and following self-isolation guidance. And it was only a few days ago, really, Nick, that you and I were talking about how close it was that London nearly went into Tier 3. And it really was a a borderline decision. Reports have come out that um, several cabinet ministers favoured putting London in Tier 2, but that the cabinet office minister, Michael Gove, was reportedly strongly advocating that the whole of the capital should go into Tier 3. There's a Treasury Minister called John Glenn, who was apparently at this crucial meeting on, on last Wednesday, who came up with some figures. And it's been reported that putting London in Tier 3 would risk 550,000 jobs, where if it was in Tier 2, that number comes down to 50,000. Boris Johnson, he said to intervene at the end and said, actually, no, his view was it should be Tier 2 for London. And that does seem to be in the right decision. You can read more on this at standard.co.uk. Now, this is looking like a dreadful year for retail. You only have to look at the administration's saga facing top shops owner Arcadia to see that. The shops hope to fight back after being given the green light for a 24-hour opening. But will you pick up your Christmas gifts while the rest of the city sleeps? I'm joined by the CEO of the British Independent Retailers Association, Andrew Goodacre. Andrew, you represent the smaller shops, so I could maybe see people going into a big department store at 4am, but are they really going to pop into a local one at that time? Uh, No, it's unlikely an independent shop will stay open 24 hours a day. But what it does give these businesses the opportunity to do are the the, um, longer shopping hours into into an evening. This is uh, the most important December ever for a retailer, large or small. And having missed a very busy November, we need December to be the biggest and best of, of ever, really, in order to give these businesses a chance then to survive into 2021. But how are you going to persuade people, a lot of people who are reluctant to leave their homes and go into stores, how are you going to get them off an online service and into a shop, let alone a smaller shop? Yeah, that's a really good question and, and, and it's one hell of a challenge as we know from the summer. We believe that having all the shops open, more products available, more diversity, there'll be even better value available in these businesses as well. So we're hoping to convince shoppers that um, to get the full range of the Christmas treats available as presents, then they need to visit um, the shops as well as visit online. We have full coverage of this in the newspaper and at standard.co.uk. Now... Your Christmas or birthday party may have been cancelled this year, but not Rita Aura's. She and some mates celebrated her 30th at the Casa Cruz in Notting Hill while police banged at the door trying to get in. The singers apologised, and I'm now joined by the Evening Standard's Lizzie Edmonds. Lizzie, Rita's paid a pretty big fine for this one too. She has. So, yes, there was news overnight that uh, she may have had a party to celebrate her 30th. And yes, so she apologised this afternoon and said it was a, a misjudgment and that obviously it puts other people's people at risk and that she was incredibly sorry and felt very embarrassed about it. So it was quite a long and quite um, heartfelt and, and very um, sorrowful statement. She has also paid a or has volunteered to pay a £10,000 fine. Now, um, the police actually attended the scene, uh, went there on Saturday night, but um, 
didn't charge her with anything. So this is a fine that she has rung up and offered to pay. £10,000 is the most, as far as I'm aware, that you can be fined for a um, lockdown or a coronavirus rule. So, yes, so she's um, she's taken it upon herself to offer that money um, to pay, I guess, to show um, how seriously she is, you know, taking this apology. So she thought she could have a secret birthday party. We had Lawrence Fox today tweeting that he had a lunch. He was doing that in public. The Prime Minister was even asked about these situations with celebrities apparently breaking the law. It looks bad for the government, doesn't it, as they're trying to get everyone to keep to the rules when there are others yeah. who apparently can't. I think it I think it just perhaps is a bit indicative of the of the feeling of the nation. You know, we're we're a matter of hours away from lockdown lifting and London going into tier two and you know, celebrities are human beings as well. And these are two quite high profile people who have, you know, are now disregarding these rules. And I suppose we have to question, is this the feeling generally? Are people coming out of this of this second round of curbs and thinking, well, does it matter? Does it matter? And, you know, uh, is that appetite and desire to take this very seriously that we felt throughout the first lockdown earlier in the year, is that now vanished? And are these celebrities just showing us the, the mood of the nation? And that's the leader. We're back tomorrow. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.